Harry Butthole Podcast is produced in partnership with Joy Sauce. Harry Butthole. Welcome to Harry Butthole Podcast. This is a podcast based on the Korean saying, if you laugh while crying, hair grows out of your butthole. I'm your host, Young Mei Mayor. Each week I discuss a sad topic or story and then I try to laugh about it, making hair grow out of my butthole. This week I'm going to touch on an ADHD topic. I'm going to call it ADHD Work-Life Balance. And what I mean by that is this idea that well i'm not <laughs> i have adhd which i was you know diagnosed as an adult and now you know looking back as a kid i realize how it affected me so much because i worked in a very different way than other people and that different way registered as disobedience and ooh, inferior uh inferiority to my fellow classmates in the eyes of my teachers, parents, and other adults around me. And it's something that I know a lot of people who have ADHD feel because, you know, when we were kids, we can fucking sit still, fidgeting our asses off, have, going to the bathroom 15 times a day, and teachers hated that shit because it disrupted the common piece of the neurotypical classroom and i think me like most people who have adhd internalize this message that we just are fuck-ups and we're just not good at anything and that we are uh, less than our our fellow child classmates and i think if you're anything like me you end up fucking carrying that shit well into your adulthood and also, it shows up in your adulthood because you're always fucking five minutes late to the Zoom meeting and everyone's just staring at you and they're like, what is wrong? And you have to be like, I was actually sitting here. I just forgot to look at the time and I was just literally sitting here waiting for the meeting and I forgot. I'm sorry. I have ADHD. And I, I want to talk about how that's affected me and also... More importantly, I wanted to talk about the other part of that, which is I want to talk about how ADHD has shown up in a positive way in my life and the sort of exceptional qualities I feel like I have because of this neurodivergence. And the reason why I wanted to make sure to include that in this episode is because you know, if you are feeling like me and you have a lot of internalized I'm a fuck up thoughts, there needs to be a focus on respecting how we are different than other people. And I think part of that is acknowledging how this whole thing has made us better at a lot of things that are often overlooked by neurotypical people because they're so annoyed that we're interrupting them. <laughs> um, you know, like, I want to talk about the positive parts of having ADHD, because for me as a kid, you know, it was it was a lot of like my teachers being like, I don't give a fuck that you read at a 12th grade level. Sit the fuck down. You know, it was like that. And so I think it was really overlooked. And so I'm going to touch on that. 
just a little bit. But I guess, you know, if you want to know how I got to the idea of talking about ADHD and how it affects my work, like usual, it was a conversation I had with my therapist, I think around two or three weeks ago, where I was going through a bit of writer's block. You know, right now I'm writing a memoir. I don't know why it's not a secret, but every time I say it, I'm like, oh my God, am I going to get sued? But yeah, like the words out that I'm working on a memoir and, you know, writing from home means that I have to set my own schedule. And having ADHD means that I'm not setting a schedule. It's just chaotically happening at all hours of the day and night. (laughs) And I was feeling really guilty about that because in my mind, I was like, I I have to take this seriously. I have to like wake up at eight every day and start writing at nine and keep writing till two and have one lunch break at 1130. You know, like I had this like sets. I was like, oh, the way that I take this seriously and make it like my job is to keep like office hours. And I don't know why I thought that because I've never in my entire fucking life kept office hours, including when I was in school, like could not fucking sit from 8 30 to 3 30 to save my fucking life i don't know why at fucking the ripe old age of 38 i thought i was gonna just snap into that but you know spoiler alert it did not happen and then i felt really guilty every day like you know i was writing but i wasn't writing in the way that i fantasize about which was i'm gonna wake up you know nine to five like i already said And so then what ended up happening was because I couldn't keep this schedule that I that I decided was the correct schedule, I got really depressed and ashamed. And then I just stopped writing altogether. And I was talking to my therapist about it. And she was like, this is you not respecting your creative process. And even if I didn't have ADHD, if you know, if you're like a creative you know that that's not how creativity works. You can't just be like, okay, I'm going to wake up and here we go. I'm going to paint right now, you know, like, or uh, I'm going to write the the best song I've ever written in my entire life right now, 9 a.m. Here we go. You know, things have to inspire you and things have to come to you. And so my therapist was like, first of all, I don't think that's how creativity works. And second of all, I think it's not just you sitting in front of the computer. It's like you could be at the grocery store and have an idea and then you can write about that. Like you don't know when it's going to hit you and you don't have to feel guilty about treating it like accounting or something where you're just sitting in front of a computer for seven hours. And she told me that I have to respect my process. And then she was like, she pointed out, she was like, okay, you're like giving yourself a hard time for not being able to keep these like office hours, quote unquote office hours. But she was like, are you like writing at a good pace? And I was like, yeah, like I am definitely done an amount of writing that I'm on schedule. Like I'm like I'm I've done enough for I'm where I thought I would be, right? I'm doing the work, but just not in a set schedule. And so then she she made me, I forgot what the prompt was, but she made me write like a affirmation of some sort. I forgot what she told. She's, I think she was like, you have to respect your uh, process. So why don't you write what you respect about yourself? And so I wrote it and I taped it on the wall. 
and I'm going to read it to you right now. It's very cringy, but I'm going to read it to you because hopefully if you have ADHD or have this similar sort of, you know, maybe you're not respecting your own creative process, you can write this on your wall because it's helped me a lot. This is what I wrote. Here I go. I'm going to re- I'm about to read it out loud. <laughs> I-, I wrote, I respect my creative process. I respect my work. I respect that I work differently than others. I create good work. I deserve to create because the opportunity came from my talent. I deserve to shine my in my light. Woo, that was corny. But I, that's on my wall right now. I look at that when I write. And then I wrote another one. And this one makes me laugh every time I look at it. It says, I respect myself. I am cool and talented. And as... As dumb as that sounds, that really helps me. The I am cool and talented, that's the one that gets me motivated. But I realize after writing this on my wall, I guess how much I don't actually respect my process and the way that my mind works. And I realize that that voice, the negative um, voice telling me that I'm doing it wrong and that I'm fucking up is the internalized voice that I heard all throughout my childhood from adults that were like, just sit down and do the math homework right now or like do your worksheet right now. Worksheets, oh my God. Do your spelling worksheet. You have 15 minutes. You know, um, and it's the internalized message of adults telling me that I wasn't doing it correctly in the way that they wanted me to. And it's so funny that I have that internalized message today because as an adult, I absolutely do not have to adhere to that schedule at all. I don't have to write from nine to two. There's nobody telling me to do that. I just decided that that's what I was supposed to do. And every day that I don't do that, I've I've made myself feel like shit about it. Instead of just being like, okay, sometimes I wake up at 3 a.m. and I write for five hours. Sometimes I write for like 10 hours straight randomly, like starting at like 1 p.m. And I, I just don't know. It's like sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. Sometimes I write for 30 minutes and it's like everything I wrote is really good. I don't have to like change it but it was only for 30 minutes like I have to just sort of accept and respect that 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 that's how my mind works even though this weird internalized voice that's not even coming from myself to be honest is judging me and telling me that I'm a fuck up and that I'm doing it wrong um and I just I just feel like that is such a big part of having had undiagnosed ADHD as a child and I really hope that if you are listening to this and it's something that you're going through, it really resonates with you. Also, you know, in this specific incident, and, you know, I've only been in this work situation for the last few months now, I would say, I guess six months now. But before that, I was, you know, only working in situations where I did have to adhere to a schedule and work at this pace that was aligned with other people who a lot of them don't have ADHD and I had to like conform to their 
the way that you know the most of the world works which is obviously it's necessary we all need a scheduled time to meet and you know we all need deadlines and things like that um even though it's difficult for people with ADHD like we we need to all agree on a time to do stuff i totally get that but it was so it was so hard for me to adhere to that and and it it, it just made me feel so so guilty and just like such a fucking loser you know i i just felt like i was constantly dropping the ball you know the, the email reply thing to this day i'm constantly fucking dropping the ball on emails i can never fucking make deadlines on time i, I just can't turn shit in and it's just like i'm just like i'm like such a fuck up you know um and it's just relentless just relentless feeling judged and you know by and letting other people down which is a shitty feeling i think that i, f I feel like that is a worse feeling than feeling judged because i'm like if you think i i suck because i fucked up the scheduling forgot our zoom meeting or whatever you're right and you should feel that way but like the feeling like me letting these people down like that that feeling is so hard and it, it's just like this uh continuation of this horrible feeling that started when I was a kid you know like I'm different and there's no there's no room for that in this in our modern world right and again like I said understandable like we do need we need to schedule meetings heaven forbid we don't have a time for our meeting you know or how, how would society run we would just like, what would society even look like if the ADHD people were in charge? Just like, send me an email whenever. <laughs> like, 14 emails get sent at 3 a.m. every day. Like, it wouldn't make sense. And you're right. We need we need some organization. You're right. And you should say it. But um, I just, it's just hard. You know, I think living living in this sort of living with this sort of mind it's just constantly feeling like you're letting everyone down but you know what i i have to say this though i i feel like the guilt and shame feeling of that is a it's like a little bit more powerful than the actual fuck up percentage because i feel like i'm like constantly like destroying and like destroying everything and letting everyone down but i feel like that feeling is a little disproportionate to what's actually happening you know anyway um or who knows i don't i don't know what i don't know what it feels like to work with me okay now that i discuss this guilt feeling oh anyway like yeah like what i, I guess what i was trying to say is it makes sense that i feel like shit when i'm like working with people who are neurotypical and they're on a schedule and they're great at you know keeping deadlines stuff like that and i'm always fucking up and being late and like forgetting about meetings and stuff like that because i have adhd um but now i'm at this place where i'm trying to do something creative where that where there is nobody telling me that i have to do stuff on a, at a certain time blah 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 but i'm still getting mad at myself for not doing the nine to five thing which i think is really hindering my creative process and, you know, when I was talking about this in the beginning, it led to me having like this epic writer's block because I was like riddled with shame and guilt 
And then I, I couldn't write anything because I was like, I suck. I'm not writing nine to five every day or whatever. And then I realized that nobody said I had to. Like for the first time in my fucking life, I don't have to feel bad about that. And I'm making myself feel bad about that. It's the point where I have to write this weird, corny affirmation on my wall. I respect myself. I'm cool and talented. God, I'm a fucking loser. Anyway, um, now I'm going to talk there about the... Um, I feel like, yeah, I want to I get to the positives of my personality and the way that I work, specifically with ADHD, because like I said, I feel like for most of us, the ways in which we shine and we're exceptional is overlooked because the ways in which we don't fit in are so glaring. And I think if you do have ADHD and you're listening to this, you know, if you want to do the fucking affirmation thing on the wall, I highly recommend that. But I think another way to really balance out this like constant feeling that you're fucking up and feeling ashamed about it is to really go over all of the things that you are really good at, specifically you know, who knows if this is true, but for me, I feel like it is. Specifically, if you think that those are positives in your personality or your lifestyle habits that come from having ADHD. And I think it will give you a new perspective and help you like respect yourself, you know, which is what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm not there yet. I, I'm there today. Today, I really do respect myself because I've been reading this wall affirmation thing. But um, anyway, so in in like in light of that, I was trying to think earlier before I recorded this of how I feel like my life has been affected in a positive way because my mind works in this specific way. And I thought of one. <laughs> I'll try to think of others, but I'll, I thought of one very specific positive of having ADHD. And I'm almost certain that this is just from having ADHD. But here's the thing. <laughs> well, I, oh, actually, I thought of another positive right now. Okay, so the first thing that I thought of was I am, okay, this is hard for me to say because it's something positive about myself, but I'm going to power through. I feel like I have noticed that I am very good. I am above average good at a lot of things than the average person for and I, that, that I know I know you know that's an ADHD thing, you know? Like because what I mean by that is if I if I learn something, first of all, I'm very quick at learning new things and I feel like it's above average and I'm I'm only like comparing myself to the average because I feel like all the bad things of having ADHD were because I was compared to the average, right? When I was like in grade school, like compared to the average kid, I can't fucking sit still. But compared to the average, I, I've noticed that I'm quicker at learning things. I'm also quick, better at most things quicker than most people. Definitely an ADHD thing because of the hyper focus. Um, and which has led me to become a pretty well-rounded adult in terms of 
I think most people who are like neurotypical probably have whatever, like one or two things that they're very good at and most th some things they're bad at and some things that are medium at. And I think me, like a lot of people with ADHD, I'm like very good at a bunch of things and and medium and and shitty at some things too, <laughs> like obviously. But um, I think the things that are I'm very good at, the amount of things is higher than than average than other people. This just sounds like I'm a bitch. I don't know why. This sounds like I'm a horrible person. It's just something I've noticed. I'm, I'm just trying to really make people with ADHD feel proud of it because we always feel like shit about it. But if you have ADHD, do you know what I mean? Because like, for example, I'll give you an example. Um, when Like when I was a kid, now too, if I'm introduced to something, I, I notice that I pick it up way quicker than other people who started at the same time that I, I did. And that's like from anything from you know like I started making rugs for a few months a few years ago and I like immediately picked it up really quick and I think the first few rugs that I made were really good compared to like other people I knew that had just started because they're sucked but then I lost interest and I never did it again but <laughs> but if I kept going I you know I would have crushed it at rug making I could have I could have been huge on Etsy um and let's see like you know I started doing like kickboxing, same thing, like immediately was like good at it, thought that I was going to go pro. I wasn't, but um, then I lost interest six months later. I have all the gear if I want to do it ever again, but I won't probably. Um, and then those are the things that I picked up as an adult. But as a kid, that just happened over and over again. And one example is like painting and drawing. Like I just, well, all my life as a kid, I... I just drew and painted like for fun, but I was very, very good at it. Like to the point where I think my parents thought I was going to be an artist, but then I got bored and I stopped doing it. And then as an adult, I picked it up again for a, f a few months until I got bored of it again. But what ended up happening was, you know, I started painting. I just like taught myself how to paint with oil paint, which I don't, I don't know if that's hard, but everyone's always like shocked that I did that. And I made a bunch of great paintings and I think that they look amazing. And now my apartment's full of great paintings that I did really cheap. I probably just spent like maybe $400 total and I have like 10 paintings. Um, but oh, here is something that I want to touch on really quick. So so this was a portion where I was going to point out things that I'm, I think I'm good at because of ADHD but even the the positive things that that I think we are all good at because of having ADHD is quite often weaponized and used against us. And I'm going to use the painting example. Um, and it's because, like I said, when I was a kid, I was like really good at drawing and painting. And my parents were like, this could be your career. But obviously, I lost uh, interest and I didn't like it's not in my personality to like keep doing something every day and practicing, right? And my parents would always be like, oh, you're like, you're so lazy and you're like not trying hard enough. And if you tried hard enough, this could have been your career. Like you could have been great at this. You could have gone to school, blah, blah, blah. Um, But you just didn't try hard enough. And, you know, if you have ADHD, I know that sounds super familiar. 
But here, here's the thing. Even the goals that my parents and teachers or whatever were setting for me were based on the like their neurotypical idea of what success is, right? Like they were like, if you can work in a way that we all work, which is doing this every day and progressing and going to school and being able to sit in school and do it every day, then you could you can maintain success in the way that we feel is successful. You can get a job and do this every day for five hours a day. And let's be fucking honest, none of that was going to ever happen with me. <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. But also, that goal, right, is not anything that I ever want. I can't, I can't fucking imagine painting for the fucking rest of my life five hours every day like it i like doing it every once in a while but it's just not how my brain works if i lived like that i would be fucking miserable i don't even give a fuck like in the one in a billion chance that i became like a famous painter which you know it doesn't happen unless your mom is like barbara streisand or something like i wouldn't be happy like just doing that every day. It's just not how my brain fucking works. And it's like this idea that you're putting on, like your goal and your idea of success is put on me as someone whose brain just doesn't work like that. And you, you know what I mean? And, and then what? So then what? Then my paintings like will hang in the home of some horrible finance bro. Like I don't even want that. And I, that's like not, that's not part of the ADHD thing. I, I'm sure people with ADHD love finance. I don't know. But do you know what I'm saying? It's like even their goals were like, oh, like if your brain could work like our brain and do everything, something every day, then you can get a job doing something every day. And I'm like, I, I literally can't explain to you that that's literally not what I want to do. Or I think even my parents were like, oh, you're so smart at school. Like if you really focused on studying, which you, you can't focus for some fucking reason. But if you did, maybe you could become a doctor or something. And I'm like, oh my God, what part of, have, have you met me? <laughs> like what part of my personality like tells you that I, I want to be a doctor or I would be a good doctor? Like I can't even, I'm going to space out in the middle of surgery. Like why, why would you... <laughs> again i feel like there's probably a lot of doctors that have adhd because you know the hyper focus and the, the scattered schedule that that actually sounds like it might have worked out but me personally i maybe i would have been good at it i'm just saying I, I never wanted to do it it was never my goal and you know now i live this life where like i said a little bit ago i'm in this work scenario where now i have no set schedule and it's great and you know it fits it's very befitting of me and I feel I really enjoy it but part of me is like this is not forever because you know like six months ago I was a stand-up comedian now I'm writing this book and then who knows what and that's just like how I have to think about my life in order for it to feel livable bearable to me like this is bearable i can't think of like my life as i'm gonna do this every day and study this every day and then for the rest of my life do this one thing every day like that makes me want that makes me not want to live like just thinking and every day i'm gonna wake up at eight and every day i'm gonna eat breakfast at eight thirty. that that sounds like hell for me and not only does it sound like hell, 
I literally can't do it. Even if I, if, even if I wanted to, even if it sounded wonderful to me, I would not be able to do that. I can barely make it on time for the one Zoom meeting I have every week. My therapy session. <laughs> like, like, I'm barely able to do that. How am I supposed to fit my uh, lifestyle into somebody else's idea of a successful life? You know what I mean? Okay, sorry. I feel like I was like trying to like point out all the good parts of having ADHD and I just I just spiraled into like getting mad that everyone thinks that I'm failing all the time. <sighs> um oh, I was going to say another thing. One other good thing I can uh say for me personally that I've noticed happen as a result of me having ADHD. I am fucking chill and I I swear I know I don't sound chill, but I am chill and I roll with shit so well. Because I literally don't <laughs> like the fact that I live by the sword and die by the sword. Like, I don't know what is coming up next. I'm always lost. I don't know where I'm going. Um, and I'm always confused. So I feel like I've become mega chill in every situation because it's, it's like every situation for me is just like, oh, what's going on now? Like, let's say, let's say you planned to go to Niagara Falls and you went to, because you had, you had to go to a bus and so you got to the bus station at 7.30 because your bus was at 7.40 and then you got there and the bus station was on fire and somebody was like, you have to uh, take a taxi to the rowboat and like every... Every situation in my life feels like that. Like I get there and the train station's on fire and I have to take a taxi, but my debit card has fallen out of my pocket and now I have to walk to the ferry. Like that's literally every situation in my life. So I'm always like, well, whatever, I guess I'm going to go for an 83 minute walk now to the ferry to Niagara Falls. Like that's what my life feels like. It just feels like constant chaos and it constantly feels like it's completely out of control and so it's made me become very like whatever man you know when i go through tsa cool as a fucking cucumber my friends i'm like oh you gotta take my you gotta take my uh three hundred dollar vibrator that's fine i'll get another one next year when i've saved enough money no it's fine you should yeah you're right it, it, there's more than three ounces of fluid in there take it i don't give a fuck i'll get another f four ounce filled of fluid vibrator that cost three hundred dollars i didn't even know that you you couldn't take that into t you know like every every situation like if i ever get arrested again god forbid um, I'm just going to be like, the officer, I was not aware that this uh, wearing a see-through panties, you know, it was illegal. But now that you say it, it makes a lot of sense. Sure, let's go to the jailhouse and wait for someone to bail me out. Like, there, I will never be freaked out. I'll never be freaked out. I really hope I'd never get arrested. That sounds like the worst i hate police so much um yeah but that's actually like a huge part of i think having adhd weirdly like i i'm just like really calm you know i think i think it's like uh calm and 
not confused that people think that I have fucked up, you know? I, is that, I, I feel like that's an ADHD thing. It's just like, oh, I, I guess because, I guess another big part of it that's kind of related is that because I am so used to people being like, you fucked up, I'm like completely okay being like, hey, I fucked up. I, I totally fucked up. Maybe maybe I'm too okay at it. Cause sometimes like I I will not have fucked up, but I'm like apologizing. Yeah, if anything, I gotta work on not apologizing when I haven't done anything wrong. Cause I'll be like, oh, are you mad? It's it's because I fucked up, isn't it? And then they're they're like, no, it's has nothing to do with I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, I didn't fuck up. I'm I'm ready to take the fall. If you need a fall guy, here I am. Um, but, but there, there's never going to be an incident where somebody says that I did something wrong and I'm going to be like, no way me. I'm, I'm more than ready to accept that I fuck up heavily all the time. Um, God, now I'm trying to like, think of be- all these great things that affected my personality positively the, that I have ADHD. I'm I'm very fun. <laughs> I'm a, very unpredictable and fun. Oh, okay. I'm going to actually leave you with one very weird positive of having ADHD. And it's it's a little provocative. So I'm going to say it really fast and I'm going to log off. Okay. So I feel like, you know, a long time ago I read this and I don't know. This is 100% fake pseudoscience. But I read this thing. I'm not going to even reveal if this is true for me. I feel I'm going to try to Google it really quick. I read this thing that if you have ADHD, you are great at sex because there's this thing where I'm going to say this without even attaching myself to this. I'm going to just say it. And huge chance this might be wrong. Huge chance I saw a TikTok and think I read an article. Okay. I, I, I saw this thing that if you have ADHD, they're saying that you're you're great at sex because, not because of like whatever skill or whatever. It's because like there's this pleasure thing that happens with, in the minds of people with ADHD where pleasure registers at this very intense high level. And I kind of think it's true. That's all I'm saying. I kind of think it's true. Because it, I think for regular people, pleasure hits at like a level six. And I think for us, it hits at like a like a 20. You know what I mean? Like a 20. Like you're just, you're not even there anymore. And um, I've also noticed this when I listen to music. A lot of times like... I'll need to listen to like just ambient sound when I'm walking around because I can't hear all the noises like on the street because it overwhelms me. But sometimes I'll like pl- play music music when I'm walking and it like I get it hits this like level of pleasure in my brain that's like too intense and like I can't focus on walking. Do you know what I mean? So I, I feel like that is true. Again, I don't know where I learned that information. 
I'll try to Google it and then I'll like post the article if I or like post the thing with the Instagram post if I find it. But are people with ADHD good at sex? Is this going to be its own little episode later on of this podcast? Possibly. I'm going to look into it today. Anyway, that was the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I am uh, planning to switch the theme of the podcast. I know I announced it last week. I'm going to switch it to having topical discussions, having interviews again, pretty much like everything that we just see going on in the news and my thoughts on it with guests <sighs> from, you know, obviously my perspective. And if you, I mean, I guess you can suggest a topic still. If you subscribe to the Patreon at Harry, uh, patreon.com slash Harry Butthole, or you can just leave a comment on the Instagram at Harry Butthole Podcast, and I will definitely get to it. If I like the topic, maybe I can discuss it with a guest. If you have any ideas for guests, let me know. I'm going to switch it in July. So I think I'm going to do about two more solo episodes left, and then we're going to discuss topical topical su subjects. What, what the fuck am I talking about? Okay, thank you so much for listening. Again, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Harry Butthole Podcast. You can follow me at YM Mayor on Instagram or Young Me Mayor on TikTok. Bye!